Inside the right circle Nashville zone is Ryan Ellis. He gives to Yossi, who carries to center. Off the skate of Sissons. Coming down the right wing. Yossi scores! Roman Yossi coming down the middle. Right half wall, Johansson. For Duchesne in the corner. Forsberg shoots, and they say no. And now Yossi with a try, he scores. <laughs> one way or the other, it was going in. And now ahead, Predators a two-on-one. Here's the try by Turris to score. Kyle Turris elected to shoot rather than pass. Eric Carlson comes up, left side at center, gave the puck away. Forsberg flipped it back. Forsberg shot, he scores. Philip Forsberg. And there goes Brett Peterson to the parking garage. Puck is fired by Fabro, and he gets it. Dante Fabro into the empty net. The fans stand and roar as one. Time runs down, and the Predators get this 5-2 victory here tonight. And, of course, that is how it sounded here on ESPN 102.5, the game in the Predators radio network last night as the Predators down the Sharks 5-2 to in Game 3 of this 82-game schedule as the Predators continue their dominance of San Jose 10-1-1 the last 12 times they've been at the Stone. It's like the do, opposite of the yeah, Red Wings. Yeah, do you... When, because I was watching a game, um, and, and, and do you guys... And I know it's only three games in, three four games in, um, but do y'all do you guys look at this team and they just seem? And again, I know it's early in the season. No, overreact. It's a Wednesday. Um, but do they seem like a faster, more crisp team than they were, say, last year at this time? Mm. And I know they they I mean, started the kind of hot last year too. The offense is pretty fluid right now. There's there's good puck movement. Mm-hmm. What thirteen goals through three games. There's just a different feel to the team. You know, talking with, you know, with C-Mace and again during Smashville Live last week, tonight, mm-hmm. coming up again, 7 o'clock down at uh, Brewhouse South with uh, Dan Hamuse and Kyle Turris. Um, I, and I'll be able to ask both of them about it tonight as well as Hal Gill. But everyone I've talked to, there's a, there's a slightly different vibe in the locker room this year. And I'm interested to find out what, what, what Hamuse and Turris have to say tonight about it because there is, a, there is an edge, um, a chip on your shoulder – sense of urgency, whatever cliche you want to use, mm-hmm. th- it feels a little different around the team this year than it has in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's not a P.K. Subban thing. It's not a distraction thing. It's not like that. It, you know, that being gone, it, maybe it's a small percentage. But I, I think it's it's just about knowing how good they were, knowing how close they got, and knowing that it's unfinished business. And so, again, it doesn't mean it's going to change anything. It doesn't mean they're going to mm-hmm. win two series or go to the Cup or win anything. But there definitely feels like there's a different – it's a slightly different vibe um, in the locker room this year. I think it's more business-like. Because I'm watching yesterday, and I'm watching how the puck, even on a power play, and they talked about it a little bit um, during the game, uh, about the power play. But I'm just watching it, and it just seems like everything is just it's, it's smooth. It's, you know, move the puck, move the puck, move the puck, puck on net. It's just running. It just seems like, and again, it could just be, you know, it's it's early in the season. Everybody's fresh. Everybody's healthy. Yeah, but they've had a power play goal in two of the first three games. Yeah, they have. So is the they, power they have play, more, I mean, is, has it been fixed? Well, they it have seems more, like and it. they have more offensive talent. Yeah. I mean, they have, a, they have a more talented offensive roster this year than they did last year. So 
you know, your second line is really your first line. Your first line is sort of also a first line. You know, you have two first lines, and th- there is clearly more offensive talent on, on this roster, and Fabro has not been that big of a drop-off. Now, th- again, three games in, we got to, you know, kind of put an asterisk next to everything and say, listen, it's going to be it takes it's going to take us years to know whether or not trading PK Subban to for, to to allow Fabro to play mm-hmm. is going to be a, the right decision. Right now it appears to be the right decision because you got Matt Duchesne out of the deal too. So right now you've got Duchesne and Fabro playing where last year you had just PK. So uh, again, I there's more offensive talent. I think there's also a renewed sense of purpose. Now, will that carry out through all 82 games? We got to find out, but so far so good. Predators win five to two last night. Roman Yossi with two goals. Kyle Turris gets on the board. Dante Fabro, Philip Forsberg, uh, Matt Duchesne picks up assist number six on the year. Which at the conclusion of last night's game, unless something changed with the late games, he is tied for first in the NHL with assists. Pecorine stops thirty three of thirty five. But one of the big takeaways was the way Roman Yossi is playing not only last night but so far this season. Let's hear from your captain talking about the second goal last night. We almost scored before Phil hit the post. We almost had the rebound, and I was just kind of standing there, last guy, and um, I think he just tried to clear, and then went right, right on my tape, and uh, I think almost hit Arvin front, but uh, luckily went in. Your eyes get really big when you see see that much net staring at you. In front. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you kind of like it doesn't happen too often, so you're like, oh, I gotta I gotta score this one, so um, uh, I'm glad it went in. And you tweeted about it last night, Braden. You know, Roman Yossi's agent, quote, huh? Yeah, nine's not going to be enough. <laughs> yeah, they just, uh, you know, I wonder if uh, the players have access to their phones during intermission. Like, Yossi's texting his agent. He's like, hey, uh, nine ain't enough, dude. Um, I just, you see me just put a second one in the back you of the net there? just kill them fools. Like, guys, I'm skating around in circles out here, boys, okay? <laughs> nine ain't enough. Give me nine and a half. And, and I'll, listen, I'll, I'll steal this from Floyd because, again, I think it's it sort of boils down an entire contract negotiation to a very simple one-line bullet point, and that is if you believe Roman Yossi is the guy to captain your team to a Stanley Cup championship, then 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 meet the difference between the two of you guys and, and sign the guy to a contract. No, you're right. Like, if, if you're at eight, eight and a half, and again, I don't know the numbers exactly, but if, but if the Predators are at eight and a half, and he wants nine and a half, and they're a million apart over seven years, I realize that's a lot of money. It's not a small amount of money, but if you're that close, or or it's about that amount of money, and you believe that Roman Yossi should be your captain for the next six, seven, eight years to win a Stanley Cup championship, pay him the money. Just just stop all of this and just pay him the money. Because right now he's you know, he's he's popping in him he's popping in goals one at a time every night and it's just not he, he's he's again, I think he's that good. I think he's probably worth it, and he's one of the few guys that that there's not really a question mark around the hometown discount thing, right? Like Ellis mm-hmm. You could argue Ellis should have given the Predators a hometown discount. He came off a really bad playoff performance. He's a little undersized. He hasn't. He's a great player, worthy of his contract, but maybe not worthy of you know eight million. So he didn't get that. Uh, that Duchesne, you know, probably wanted to be in Nashville really badly. So maybe you got a little bit of a tiny discount there. Not a lot. Yossi's a guy who's your captain, and and if you believe he's the guy that'll lead you to a championship, pay him. Roman Yossi is represented by his agent, Judd Moldaver, I believe is how you say the last name for the Wasserman Agency, uh, which is a big-time sports agency and also does a lot with media. If I'm Judd, not to be confused with Judd Nelson from The Breakfast Club. Or Judd Apatow. Or Judd Apatow. Um, I'm calling David Poyle after that game last night. I'm saying, yeah, we, we're, <laughs> this discussion start at 9.5. <laughs> no, you're right. They, I, mean, I mean, I think the guy can legitimately win the Norris Trophy this year. Just get it out of the way because... I mean, you don't want this to linger to the trade deadline, yeah. And, and then you start asking questions. Players, I mean, players say what they want, and 
but you that is in the back of your mind. But then if he goes into a funk for seven games, David picks up the phone and calls Judd and says, yeah, right. I think 8.7 is about the number. And No, I, I don't still don't think. I, I think that's a roller coaster you're going to ride, though. You uh, can just pay. That's, that's yeah, why you just, just pay. Just pay the man his money. Pay him, pay him what he's worth. And, you know, because I know he wants it out of the way. Uh, he wants to be able to go into a season and, and not have to think about, you know, are they getting a deal done? Because, I mean, guys think about that stuff. Did, did you ever have discussions in season with you, your agent, and any team that you nah, played for? No. Nah. was Everything was done after season. But, you know, you, you, that's why you want to get deals done uh, before the season starts because you know – not to say it becomes a distraction, but it becomes a talking point but, for everybody else. And well, how does it not, though, from a human element standpoint? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you think about like, it. I, I am a, I'm a human. I play hockey. I'm a defenseman for the Predators. I'm the captain. I walk around every day. How is it that at the end of the night when you lay your head down on the pillow that it's not at the back of your mind? Like, of oh, I'm, I'm about to make $65 million. Like, how, does that, how is that not a part of... How, but how he's got. He, but he's got to know that he's going to get paid a ton. Sure. And in all likelihood, it's probably ninety nine percent chance it's going to be Nashville. He doesn't know. Because I mean, there's no chance this guy no, does not get into season. You don't know because the thing is, you can get injured, and then that throws everything. That throws a monkey wrench in everything. What if it's not signed by the deadline and you're in last place? Exactly. It, so you trade will, the guy. Just I'll go on record. Yeah. My prediction, just based off of, you know, being here for twenty one months. I think it's done before Christmas. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think it will. But I also thought it was going to get done before the start of the season. I thought it was going to get done before the start of trading camp. You know, that's fair. I, I, well, I think gonna, we all did. I thought it was going to get done the first week of July. And mm-hmm. none of those things have happened. And the longer it lingers, again, Roman Yossi could be a near-perfect human being, and he probably is. I mean, have you ever looked at the guy? Like, he's, he's very got, handsome. He's got beautiful hair. It's, it's impossible to look directly at him for longer than five seconds. Yeah. But it, it, like, he's got... He, he has all the leverage the longer this goes. He gains leverage. He's scoring goals, and you're getting closer to the deadline. He's gaining leverage, which means either the price is going up or the negotiations are going to get tougher. So the longer this goes, the better it is for the player um, because you cannot risk him getting to free agency at the end of the season because then you get nothing for him. Um, and if, if that's the case – now, again, to your point, Nick, I don't think even with face with free agency, he would give the Predators the first chance. I don't think he would walk away. So – but but do you want to take any of those risks? So from a human element standpoint, there's just no way Roman Yossi can't think. Again, just think about your own life. Think about if you had this massive payday coming and you didn't know exactly what it was going to look like or maybe you get hurt. Just think about walking around in your daily life. How would it not consume you? Uh, you know, and, I, and, and professional athletes are special. They can compartmentalize it, and I get that. But I just... I, from a human element standpoint, there's no way it's not a thing that exists in your brain. There's Man. no way you know that the front office for the Preds is thinking about it every day. So. Man, my salary cat, my salary here consumes me. Man, I think about it all the time. <laughs> Like, I know if I think about my salary here, then I know Yossi's thinking about his. Yeah, I mean, when we're I... About same, we're, we're about the same, huh? What, I mean, it was... <laughs> me, me and Yossi's agent were very uh, similar. I mean, when Porth, when Porth recruited me, I told him nine wasn't enough. I need 10,000. Not 9,000. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. $900 a month? No, t- I want a No, I want a flat thousand. All right, when we come back, you will hear from Matt Duchesne. too. Another apple for our boy Dutchie. They didn't know. Nick didn't know when he took the job. He was going to get a big screen from you, Derek. They, exactly. Absolutely. That was part of it, man. Yeah. It was part of it. And year. also, speaking of big screens, uh, something I noticed last night as well, and something that you guys noticed about me this morning, mm-hmm. 
because you guys are jerks. Uh, that's <laughs> we'll do that on the other side. Back uh, after this. All right. You know who's not a bunch of jerks? Not a bunch of jerks. The great folks over at Spring Hill Heating and Cooling. Of course, wonderful sponsors of Smashville Live, which is, of course, back tonight at 7 o'clock. Check that out. Spring Hill Heating and Cooling. Proud to be a big part of Smashville, Smashville Live, and, and what the Preds are doing. Also proud to be a part of, of your Middle Tennessee home because they, they've been taking care of homes in this area for over two decades. Locally owned. And, and has the experience. You can get right to the top. You don't have to go through all the corporate nonsense to get to the top of the, the company. You're going to talk to my main man, Kevin, if you need to. He'll take care of you guys. They've doubled in size because you've been so good to them, providing them with business because they've been so great at servicing your home that they've doubled in size. They've added an office out on the west side there, south of Dixon on Highway 100, so that they can cover more ground more efficiently, and get to more homes in the area. It's why my family uses Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, not just my house, but my in-law's house. The whole family trusts Spring Hill Heating and Cooling because they're going to they're gonna take care of your house. And, and if it means a big fix, a big, big repair, they've got a financing option for you that's available for whatever your financial situation may be. If it means a small fix, just a tweak here or a tweak there to make sure your home is running efficiently, which A, saves you money in the long run as far as a, a big costly repair, but it also saves you money on efficiency. It could save you money on your electrical bill right now, today. So call Spring Hill Heating and Cooling. SpringHillAC.com is the website. Let them come out and check out your house. Join the Comfort Club. Get those checkups every six months. It'll save you money, I promise. Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, proud sponsor of Smashville Live. Back tonight at 7 o'clock. SpringHillAC.com is the website. SpringHillAC.com. It is morning drive. Adam Vingen, 830. (laughs) You'll hear from Dutchie in just a moment. And if there's one thing that's true about this show is we are real. Now, As Ja Rule just now, said. Now, you just use Dutchie yeah. uh, sort of ironically, right? Uh, I'm just kind of mocking everybody that says yeah. Dutchie. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we're allowed Dutchie. to mock people. Then. Right. All right. And we decided to mock you. And we police ourselves. Yeah, we police we other shows. Yeah, we do. On this I don't think it started as a as a as a mocking. No, no. it didn't. But then it kind of started as an observation. That. Yeah, morphed into that. And go ahead, take your shots in. now. Let's go. So you know, in, in the morning, tell the truth, know, Derek. You can t- uh, you can tell them that I brought it up. First. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Braden brought it up because I wasn't paying attention, and Braden said, "Did you see Nick shorts?" So Nick walks out of the yeah. studio during commercial break, and I go, "Derek, you're the fashionista. What is Nick wearing today?" And I'm like, "I didn't really see. I didn't pay attention." So when Nick walks back in. Granted, you know, we all got to get up early in the morning, so it's like grab the first thing, throw yeah, it yeah. on, let's no go. Question. No question. Nobody sees us anyway. You wear, you wear a sweatsuit every day. For exactly. I basically wear black or gray every day to work. You're in waste management. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick comes back in, and I'm like, yo, bro, what do you got on? <laughs> it's like, oh, I got on my swimsuit, man. <laughs> My laundry was it? My clothes was in the laundry, man. So I just grabbed my swimsuit. Either it could have been, you know, put on s- some sweaty shorts from the other day or some clean swimsuits. That's always so a I direct quote, my, by the way. I threw on my clean swimsuits. Well, do you got on any drawers? Yeah, I got on drawers. Then he started man. to show me. Yeah, you want to see him? Yeah. Like, you want to see him? We don't want to see him. Little skivvies. So, so if you weren't wearing any, would you have tried to show exactly. me then? Like, no, we don't want to see him. No. Nick, we trust him. I believe you. I believe you. So we're trying to figure out like. All right, so you want me to okay. defend myself? Okay, I'll let you defend yourself. You but are wearing then a bathing suit. Also, the second <laughs> it the makes second, me feel good. The second part of that <laughs> feels good on my skin. The second feel. part of that is that okay, I get swimsuit, but when you say swimsuit to me, I always think of a woman in a swimsuit bathing, you know, her top and her bottoms. That's swimsuit to me. 
This is the first being around you guys is the first time that I've heard guys <laughs> call their swim trunks swimsuit. I just you say, call them trunks? Yeah, I just say DJ, you got your swim you got swim trunks? That's what because it's swimsuit, swim it's trunks, bathing suit. I guess I would call it bathing suit, I think primarily. I a bathing suit to me is a top and a bottom. Well, but I'm a man, so that. Do you want weird. me to wear a top? I'll I mean, wear a top. Yeah, we'll wear a well, top you for you. If you, you want me in a two piece, a one piece? What do you want? Do you want a halter or do you want it like a string? <laughs> no, string but I'm top saying, or? you know, for the longest, forever. You want me, you want me, should I put a thong on? Hey, man, you got swim trunks. We get the Look, Cisco little we, thong song going. We have different words for different things. It's okay. But I just don't. But it's not a swimsuit because it's not a full suit. So it's just shorts. I woke up this morning and it's you know 4:42. It's it's pitch black. My laundry basket's filled to the top. I know all my good basketball and running shorts and compression shorts <laughs> oh are all they're shorts. all smelly and stinky from the gym my, and the my, sauna my nice running shorts are dirty yeah they're <laughs> all they're all ruined so uh, i haven't done laundry since saturday so i said all right you know what i threw the flip-flops on threw on this gorgeous golf pullover which you mm. like right yeah, yeah. you give me credit cool. there yeah it's cool okay. i like that and uh it was either wear sweatpants <laughs> or put on the bathing suit now i, I opted for trunk. the bathing now, suit because i'm a sweater let's go de- see i like that strategy see i respect that Let's go a little bit deeper here. Okay. Pun, sure. in, pun intended. Do, do you have, uh, is there mesh lining? No, on, I actually, on this rip, particular I, I ripped the mesh suit. lining out. Why do you rip, uh, okay. Yeah, I respect Well, that. you know. Uh, yeah, I get it, dude. It's that mesh what? lining Well, if you go is, with like compression shorts or something yeah. underneath uh-huh. the bathing suit, far more comfortable than the mesh lining. But I, I, I like to wear that. swim trunks that I can also wear as just you know, shorts. if I, yeah, shorts. If so I'm like what Nick out, Hale's yeah. exactly doing today. Well, no, you don't get the those, are, those are, actually, those look like swim trunks. The from, ones from that Aber- I wear. From Abercrombie. Yeah. They look, they, they it's kind of like, you can kind of. From where? Abercrombie. <laughs> from Abercrombie. Yeah. When I met you, I said my name was Rich. You looked like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> Remember that song? They they do kind of look that? like Abercrombie shorts from about '98. Yeah, I didn't even from notice he had swim trunks on until you guys said it, and then I heard him when he came back and said, "I heard," and I was like, "What the hell is that?" And that, and that was not me telling you to shh. That was my pants. I'm going. And I did not know that they were swim trunks until Derek said, "Man, what you got on?" See, look, Nick goes, "I got on bathing suit." See, here's the moral of the story here of our show. Me and D-Maze could not get away with wearing what you guys wear. What, why do you say that? He wears a sweat. He wears a sweatshirt and sweatpants. But that's every it's day. still fashionable, though. It, imagine me coming. Uh, that's a nice sweatshirt. So imagine me walking around in a, in a sweatsuit every day. That'd be cool. I can't do that. You you yeah. come in here with vol shorts and a green no, polo, one time. not matching. So just imagine us two doing that. No, no, we would no, get shut clowned up, on. Hang on. It we was a white. It was on. a white polo, and it was not green. <laughs> it, no, it was it was a white polo, and it was one time. I, I wear khaki shorts. Yeah, you are a khaki I, I, guy. But it's not khaki. They're, I've got like blue ones and green ones and brown ones and red ones or whatever. Truth, I truth like be that. told, I, they, I think. They wear, I have a belt on. They have a button on them. It's not like they're not basketball when you, shorts. When you do morning drive radio, you can come to work any way you want. Yeah, you yes. can. You wake up at the butt yes. crack of dawn and you come in here at yeah, 5.15 in the morning. Butt of dawn. That too. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever's comfortable. <laughs> and whatever's where, available. Where does that phrase come from, butt crack of dawn? I don't, I don't know. know. Or is it just crack of dawn? I think it's, it's crack just the dawn. crack of he dawn. He just had the butt crack of dawn. The coin slot of dawn. But I you guys my, keep mocking me. No, I'll be have, down to my bathing suit in a couple of minutes. I have my basic uniform. I have my, my gray, sh- my gray uh, sweatpants. It could be 100 degrees out. My gray sweatpants and my black all, sweatpants. That sounds awful. Yeah, the fact that you, you'll be at Titans you're, Camp in August wearing sweats. You're very monochromatic. Too, it is way. just yeah. unbelievable. I'm just cool like that, man. Cool. How do you not cool. sweat? I don't, I don't know, man. The but, guy doesn't sweat wearing so, sweatpants, yet he sweats eating Doritos. I, I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> 
The point, Marquise, though, is I don't think it's a, like, we can get away with looking like slobs. I don't think we look any less like a slob. Like, listen, Derek is more fashionable than I mean, all of us. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not saying slob. you look, no, I'm but, not saying you look like a, a slob. It's but just... if I wore what Derek wore every day, just a sweatsuit all around my life, people would be like, man, dude, does that guy have a job? Like, they would ask me <laughs> the weird questions, just like we're asking Nick questions about bathing suit, or you guys gave me a hard but, time but for no, wearing my basketball like, shorts. You if know? I'm wearing, if I come to the studio and I leave here and I'm wearing swim trunks and go back to lower Antioch, there's going to be dudes in lower Antioch like, hey, man, what you got on, bro? No swim trunks? Well, that sounds like a you problem. Man, it's cold. It's cold out here, bro. It is cold outside. I have on a Nashville SC polo in honor of their big W last night. Uh-huh. I got on a pullover like Nick has on. Mm-hmm. I have on blue khaki shorts, although is it? Are they khaki if it's not, I hate if it's not brown? I hate shorts. Like, but right, you're an anti-short person. Yeah, I hate shorts. You hate short pants. <laughs> I, I am anti-pants. I, I would, if I could live my entire life in a pair of shorts the rest mm-hmm. of my life, I would, I would never put on pants ever Man, again. I hate, pa- I hate shorts. I hate pants, too. What did we just accomplish? I don't hate apples, though. Let's hear from our boy, Dutchie, Matt Duchesne, last night, <laughs> who's gotten off to a really good start, six assists to lead the NHL, or tied for first, I should say, uh, talking about the win last night. Oh, it was great. I thought, you know, I th- they had some um, pushes. They're a really good team, obviously. They, you know, team that went really far last year, and uh, so they're going to, you know, do that. They, their back end is so, you know, dangerous, so I, I thought we, when Pex needed to be big for us, he was, and I thought we were a better defensive team tonight all around, and um, you know, it's a tough team to play against and be as, as dynamic offensively, but we still were able to score. So I thought we did some really good things, and uh, we had some you know big nights from a lot of guys, and that's what it takes, different guys stepping up each night. Definitely some improvement defensively from the first two games where they were a little bit loosey-goosey, I thought. Uh, Thursday night, tomorrow, Washington Capitals, final game of the four-game homestand, and a chance to start off the year 3-1 and one and pick up six of a possible eight points. Yeah, I think six out of eight to start the season, because again, if you're going to start with four games on the at home, you're probably going to get a bunch of games on the road coming up soon so collect those points when you can and, and beat bad teams right now san jose is not playing good hockey and you took advantage and, and you got your two points last night so I, i'm with you on the defense though pekka played great but the defense di- did show some signs of cracking there in the first two games uh, much better performance in game three all right coming up next we'll talk to our buddy adam vingan i don't know if he's wearing a bathing suit quite frankly i don't care he's got good takes he's coming up next on morning drive Welcome back into Morning Drive, ESPN 1025, the game. Stick to sports coming up at 845 this morning. The big finish at 945. But right now we welcome in Adam Vingan, who covers the Preds for The Athletic. Adam, what's going on this morning? I hear you're wearing swim trunks in studio. I'll ask you to stay out of my personal affairs. Thank you very much. <laughs> Adam, stay out of his shorts, buddy. Okay. Hey, Adam, get on him. Please get on him. Yes, he's wearing swim yeah. trunks. As someone who, as someone who considers himself moderately fashionable, you you can't you can't wear you can't wear swim trunks in October to work at six a.m. I, I yeah. Adam, here's the issue though. I, I just don't. And Nick made this point. I just don't think anything you wear doing a morning radio show is the same as what you would wear at any other phase of your life. So I don't think what you wear to do a morning radio show should count. And you look good, you feel good. And I can't imagine yes. you look good right now. So. No, but I do feel good. But he feels wonderful. And hopefully I'm playing good. There's a nice breeze. Exactly right. <laughs> All right, as I die, fl- deflect breeze. here and uh, steer the ship back on course, uh, Adam Bingen with us. So, Roman Yossi, ridiculously good start to the season. I said it uh, a couple of days ago on Twitter before the season started, he was my prediction to win the Norris Trophy. Uh, what do you think about that? And then more importantly, uh, where is he trending right now, contract-wise? Is this thing going to get done anytime soon? Is he looking at nine and a half million? What are your thoughts on just the ongoing negotiations? 
Well, I, I agree. Uh, I don't think you're I, about your take. I mean, I, I think Roman Yossi certainly, you know, will have a, a strong case to be at the very least a Norris Trophy finalist uh, this season. I mean, he's hovered around the conversation for the past several years. I think he's finished at least seventh in voting in four of the past five years. So um, I certainly could see him uh, being in that top three to gain uh, to gain consideration for the award. And, and regarding the contract, I know that Elliot Freeman of Sportsnet reported in his 31 Thoughts column yesterday that the negotiations between the two sides have quote-unquote hit a snag. Um I never got the sense over the summer that it was going to be a done deal before the season started. Um, perhaps I'm a bit surprised that we haven't heard anything uh, by now. Uh, but when you look around the league, uh, Roman is far from the only unrestricted free agent uh, or pending unrestricted free agent who is eligible for a contract extension this uh, this past July 1st who hasn't resigned. I mean, you're talking about Alex Petrangelo, Tory Krug, Taylor Hall, uh, Nick Backstrom, Braden Holpe, there are a lot of players in that in the, in the same position that Roman is in. So perhaps that maybe takes some of the stress out of it for people, but I've never thought that Roman Yossi uh, would be worth less than $9 million. Uh, but, of course, we know the Predators are a cap team now, and with that comes tough decisions. They're going to have to clear room uh, before the start of next season. Uh, which means probably parting with a player, which means almost definitely parting with a player uh, of some renown on this team. Uh, but I'm not really, uh, personally, I, I don't think there's reason to be concerned just yet. It's still early October, but if this thing bleeds to midseason, then I think you can probably start getting a bit antsy. Looking at the defense, Dante Fabro in three games, obviously gets on the, the score sheet last night with his first goal of the year. What What have you seen um, we, we know how much better this team is offensively. We, we're already sort of seeing that from a depth and talent standpoint. But the, the exchange was, was Subban for Fabro essentially, on the back end. What, what has that looked like so far in your mind? Well, overall, I, I do think the defense is weaker because when you trade P.K. Subban and Dante Fabro graduates to the second pair, if you want to call it that, with Matias Ekholm, uh, you know, the third pair, the third pair gets weaker. So in that regard, uh, the defense has been weakened by the departure of P.K. Subban. But in terms of Dante Fabro specifically, you know, I've seen a continuation of what we saw last year. I mean, think about the situation that Dante Fabro was put in when he made his NHL debut in the last week of the regular season. The Predators were fighting for the Central Division. Um, and then he played all six games of a playoff series. And he looked incredibly steady and incredibly poised in doing so. Um, and I think we've seen the continuation of that uh, through the first, uh, first few games. I really like what I've seen from the pair of Ekholm and Fabro. I think it's a good combination. Um, and certainly the team has great confidence in Dante. Um, you know, he earned that spot. Uh, you know, he wasn't a, it wasn't a guarantee that he was going to play every game when he got here, but he played well enough to play all ten games. And now he's showing exactly why the Predators uh, prized him so much because he's been able to slide in and, and take down tough minutes and do so well for a 21-year-old rookie. Now, um, Adam, we see uh, Kyle Turles got his first goal of the season um, last night, and he's looked 
uh, through three three games, he's looked pretty good. He looks as if now he's kind of sort of turning that corner. He has two points on the season um, with the goal. Uh, are we starting to see now what the Predators kind of thought they were getting when they made the trade for him? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's not an ideal situation mm-hmm. that your $6 million center is playing fourth-line minutes. I mean, based on time on ice at five-on-five, five, his line is clearly the fourth line. I know that Peter Laviolette does not like to number his lines, but based on ice time, the tourist line is definitely the fourth line. And it's not ideal to have a $6 million player playing 11 minutes a night, like I think Kyle played last night. But... You know, his line with Rocco Grimaldi and Callie Yarncroke have done a, a, a solid job in the first three games of creating offense in terms of shot attempts and scoring chances. I think him, uh, Kyle, taking the shot last night to score instead of passing to Callie Yarncroke was smart because I think Callie's got four goals in his last 71 games dating back to last season, including the playoffs. So it was smart on Kyle to shoot the puck instead of pass in that situation. But, you know, the one thing that I would like to see on that line is someone on his wing who can finish a bit more consistently. And I think Daniel Carr I personally should be given an opportunity. Um, I know that in 100 NHL games he only has 15 goals, but he has shown throughout his brief and you know throughout his stints in the NHL that he has a, a knack for getting to the prime scoring area. So I would like to see that change made at some point. Uh, but, I, you know, the Predators need, should be encouraged from what they've seen from Kyle Turris. I mean, he's come in with a good attitude from what I've seen um, after what happened last year. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, when you have a player like that on your fourth line, you can point to the depth. But like I said, the flip side of that is you've got a $6 million player playing 11 minutes. So, I mean, it's the best they can do under the circumstances. They really don't have a choice but to make it work. Adam, along those lines, just sort of there, there's always been sort of a basic hockey philosophy. You know, your first line scores, their big time power play line, your second line scores, they're sort of their secondary scoring and secondary power play line. Your third line is maybe a shutdown line that kills penalties and is physical. Your fourth line is, you know, a bunch of bangers that run around and hit people. Like, have we, are we starting to see across the NHL? That that mold is 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 broken. Do you st- you still need a great defensive line to shut down another team's top line? Nick Bonino has been that for this team. Are, are we seeing now that you need to get scoring from all four lines, and that maybe that philosophy is changing a little bit in hockey, or is it still y- you need to have some sort of defined roles there? Um, there's a very noisy truck that just decided to drive by at the same time. Um, but. Uh, when you look at the when you look at the St. Louis Blues and Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup Final, they'll tell you that you know that quote unquote heavy hockey still works. I mean, the Predators, you know, are not an overly physical team. Um, you know, they are an offensive minded team. Uh, they're they want to be an aggressive team. I think we saw them get away from that too much last season. I mean, it helps that you have you know the spreading of wealth on all four lines. Um, and you have a line in the Benino line with Sissons and Watson that the Predators trust in defensive situations. But, you know, the, the Predators, you know, you look at that top six. I mean, it pro- it may be, it, I think you can argue that it's the most talented top six they've ever had. You know, and then it helps that you have, you know, a player of offensive skill like Kyle Turris, you know, in a, in a bottom six capacity. Like I said, if you want to paint it, it, it you know, put the rose-colored glasses on. Um, but... You know, I, I like the I like the makeup of this team at forward. I think it 
they, they've definitely seen that the defense, while you know, certainly got them close to winning, never got them over the hump uh, and actually win the Stanley Cup with a stacked defense. And they still do have a really solid defense, but they needed to put more emphasis on the forwards than they have. Um, so, um, you know, so far, so good. Um, you know, they, they've definitely put an emphasis on, on finding offensive talent up front. And, and so far, it seems to have worked. I think they have 13 goals in three games. So, you know, small sample size, but it's encouraging, I suppose. Adam, good stuff. As always, we appreciate the time. And just remember, when bathing suits in October take off as a national trend, just yep. remember who started it. Yep. It's a fair point. Uh, okay. Uh, I, okay. I will. I'll, I'll alert my sister, the, the fashionista. I'm sure she'll, uh, Whatever. She'll like that, uh... you, know, you, you know you'll be sitting at the pool in the gulch this, this afternoon. Don't worry about it. Uh, hey, I've got a job to do. No sitting at the pool. Exactly. Good stuff, Adam. We appreciate it. All right. You Thanks, got it. guys. Adam Vingan from The Athletic. We will come back and stick to sports, but don't forget you can celebrate the grand opening of the brand-new state-of-the-art Fort Ice Center facility in Bellevue this Saturday at 2 p.m. Giveaways, free food, free public skate and kids' activities, plus Nash and the Predators Energy team will be there. That's the grand opening celebration of the new Fort Ice Center in Bellevue at 7638B Highway 70 South this Saturday at 2 p.m. Stick to sports. Coming up next. Xfinity is constantly working to make your life better. So last night, huge sports night. I thought in Nashville, great start to the games for both Nashville SC as well as the Predators. I'm watching them both. But if you don't always know what channel they're going to be on, right? National broadcast last night, no shots on goal if you're watching the Preds, according to Nick Kale. That's a big deal. you got to find out what channels. I didn't know what channel the baseball playoffs were on last night. This is where Xfinity and the X1 Voice Remote comes in handy. As I've told you a million times, it is one of the premier features of of having Xfinity in your home. You get this little button, you push the little button, you say, baseball. And up pops all the different baseball options. I don't have to know where the channels are. I don't have to know if it's TBS or Fox or FS1 or God knows where else it could be. I don't have to know. You don't need to know. I mean, you should, but you don't need to know if the Predators are on locally or on nationally. You just say Nashville Predators into the remote. It pops up. Boom. Push say Nashville SC, boom, it pops up. You don't have to know the channel guides. It's what makes switching to Xfinity so easy, awesome, and simple. It's what they do for you. 1-800-XFINITY is the number. Xfinity.com is the website. They continually evolve technologically to give you more advancements. I was watching the uh, the Packers and Cowboys on delay on Sunday and the smart resume technology. Oh, my God, you get you hit fast forward. It goes right to the end of the ad. It goes right to the end of the ad, and then it st- picks up your content, right? It knows when to stop fast-forwarding. That's how smart Xfinity is. Always making your life simple, easy, and awesome. Check them out. Xfinity.com, 1-800-XFINITY, or pop it to an Xfinity store today for more details. Welcome back in. Morning Drive, live here on a Wednesday. Still a lot to get to. We're going to get back into the Titans in the final hour of the show. Also... Mm-hmm. Might have to get to a little baseball, maybe sprinkling a little NBA as well. Big finish coming up an hour from now. Ba- basketball? What? Not yeah, necessarily man. on the what? court. Not Take necessarily on the court. With some things off the court. Some oh, off the court stuff. Okay. Off the court stuff. Uh-huh. A little drama, a little issues. Drama. Drama. Right now, let's stick to sports. The world is a crazy place. Crazy sounding pretty good right now. Let's lighten the mood. After all that seriousness, <laughs> you're just going to crumple it up and throw in the trash. Basically. Yeah. And stick to sports. Now, on Morning Drive. All right, D-May, Stick to Sports is presented by... Mm, decorating Dan Interior. Stick with the pros at Decorating Dan when you're ready to decorate your home, office, or outdoor spaces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 
Three, two, Compl- one. <laughs> Request a complimentary appointment. <laughs> Goodness. Request a complimentary appointment mm. online at decoratingden.com. Live radio. Goodness. Live radio, people. You, you all right, man? Did you no, almost swallow man. your tongue? I did. Goodness gracious. Those damn berries over there. Whew. All right. Number one. <laughs> all right. Now, I've seen a lot of unique ways to get rid of a coach. Little kids starting a lemonade stand to try to get rid of Willie Taggart. Now there is a Craigslist ad to sell Chip Kelly from UCLA. <laughs> and I'm going to read you some of this description on what this guy He's selling basically for $9 million. He's selling Chip Kelly. We are selling a used <laughs> Chip Kelly in broken condition. This antique might still have some value as a fun Christmas present for your lying, desperate, and gullible football program. <laughs> It comes preloaded with a hundred snarky quotes like Wishbone was successful too, and we're just trying to have a good Monday. You guys buying uh wow. you buying this Chip think, Kelly on on Craigslist? Think about this with Chip Kelly. If they did not have a thirty two point comeback mm-hmm. against Washington State, yeah. a thirty two point comeback, they would be zero and six. Then think about had he taken the Florida job. Mm-hmm. Tennessee would have Dan Mullen. And UCLA probably wouldn't be 0-6. And, and the reason this probably exists, because you mentioned that big comeback win, and then what do they do last week? They follow it up with a 17-point loss at home to pathetic Oregon State. I mean, yeah. you think, okay, maybe that's a springboard will get your program going? You come back and you lay a stinker. Yeah. It's not, not, not a good situation in Westwood right now. Not yeah. pretty. Not at all. A- antique coach broken. <laughs> but it comes with 100 snarky quotes. I mean, you can't really beat that. You don't get that from your, from your new day and age of toys now. So, so you got that going for you. Nick, you buying that one? You going to take it back to Philly with you? Uh, I just think Chip Kelly's been exposed. I mean, if he goes to a big power program, let's just say hypothetically. UCLA is a big power program. Well, let's just say right now, like Dan Mullen decided to retire, and Florida hired Chip Kelly. Would he succeed at Florida? I mean, I don't know how you say yes with his performance at UCLA. I mean, his recruiting strategy is to not offer players until the fall of their senior year. The players have already decided at that point where they're going to school. What, what, the, the calendar is going faster in recruiting, not slower, Coach. Has, has he given a reason why that's his process? He, it's all about evaluation, and he wants to, you know, he wants to go extra deep into the evaluation. And if it were to work, it could potentially change the recruiting calendar forever. It doesn't appear to be working. Nah, he need to find another strategy. Yeah, like offer these kids a little bit earlier. I mean, they just put a new rule in the NCAA so that Big Ten schools and outpost schools can bring recruits in on an official visits earlier. Then not not later, earlier. I don't know. Number two. All right, let's get to some local news. A man was accused of breaking into a North Nashville residence, stealing the homeowner's food and drinking orange juice while sitting butt naked on this man's couch. Couldn't even wear a bathing suit. Yeah, Could not wear a bathing jerk. suit. See, that's. I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> First, I don't want you breaking into my house, but oh, okay, if you if that her. is indeed the case, man, don't sit on my couch butt naked. Put on. I'm go, more mad about that. Yes, than I am, I am into my more house. mad. Go into my dirty laundry bin and get some shorts and put them on, and then sit there. You know, or get my swim trunks and then sit there. You're right. Like I would not press charges for you breaking into my house. I would press charges to replace my couch. Exactly. Because you're gonna need to buy me a new couch. Speaking of orange juice, are you guys pulp fans? No pulp, mild, me, me, ton? mild. Me, medium pulp, yeah, medium mild pulp. I'm but me, I'm not a big pulp. orange juice person. No, that's no, it has a, a lot of sugar in it. I'd rather eat the orange I'm with than you. drink the we, orange. We do juice. not. We do not have juice in the house of any kind. Yeah, I'm not a big orange. The girls juice guy. do not get juice. Hmm. Does that make us like 
communist Russia. Yeah. yeah no, it's just it's so. just terrible. No, our pediatrician was like, "Don't give them juice and don't put it in their sippy cups or whatever. It's, it'll rot their teeth." I was like, "Okay, we won't do that then." I just listened to the doc. Mm. Number three. All right. So if I were to tell you, I would give you a hundred thousand yes. dollars, but you would have to live without your smartphone for an entire year. An entire year, would you be willing do to do I it? Do I still get a flip phone that can text yeah, and call? Yeah, do I got something? Yeah. So basically, there's a 29-year-old woman from Queens. She's taken up this challenge that vitamin water, basically, it's called scroll-free for a year. So vitamin water is doing this scroll-free for a year. So basically, you have to go a whole year without using your smartphone or your tablet. Now, I guess you can still use your laptop, your desktop computers. Okay, you have to work. Uh-huh. And your voice-activated devices, but you can't use your iPhone or your smartphone. If I was still given a, a flip phone so that I could text, because again, that's not a smartphone, right? Right. If I can, if I can text and call, I could probably do it for a hundred thousand dollars. Hell yes. Comes down to whether or not that this gets taxed. If you're giving me a hundred grand straight up, I'm in. Well, if you're going to tax it, I'm out. Everything's taxed. But think about it. All you'd have to do, like, you can make a hundred thousand dollars salary essentially for just not using your smartphone. I would do that in two seconds. Yeah. I don't think I could. I don't think I could last a year, though. I don't know you that we could do work. this job without a smartphone. Yeah, but you wouldn't have to work. That's the whole point. You're getting a hundred thousand dollars salary. So you would have to. Okay, so you would have to buy a flip phone. Obviously, everything that you do on Twitter will have to be using your laptop, which is fine. You can't use a tablet either, so you got to use a laptop. Texting, shouldn't be texting and driving anyway. Nick. Shouldn't be texting and driving anyway. Uh, Nick would be out. How long, who would last the longest out clearly, of the group of, out of us four? I look at my phone the least amount of time of all four of us. I don't know. I think D-Maze might give I, you a run for that. As long as, long as I have my I'm computer. Down to like an hour and a half. As long as I have my computer then and I yeah. can text. I mean, I can go on my computer and get on the internet for work, but it, uh, I don't need. If you offered me a six-figure job for the year to use a flip phone and a laptop instead of a smartphone, I would do it in two seconds. Oh, of course. It takes no effort. It just means I can't text and drive or read Twitter and drive, which is what I shouldn't be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Nick? <laughs> Kale? Man, y'all snitching on this show. <laughs> he snitched on, he snitched he on snitched himself. On himself. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do the rest of the show in just my bathing suit, <laughs> tweeting. I'm going to tweet the rest of the show, no shoes, no shirt, shoes. Shoes. just a bathing suit. Nick, what's your take on uh, the Jeffrey Simmons news? Check my Twitter. Check my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I know we everybody has been accused of basically oversleeping and missing stuff because you oversleep. Now, if you miss... Jury duty when you oversleep, that can cause you jail time. Isn't, I was going to say, it's a crime, isn't it? Yeah, because a 21-year-old kid was basically sentenced to 10 days in jail, no criminal record, nothing, because he overslept his jury duty, and they basically sentenced him to 10 days in jail. Also gave him probation as well, but they, they end up dropping some of the charges. Obviously, he already spent his days in jail. so they end Time up, served. They end up giving him, yeah, pretty much, but they still end up giving him like three months probation and community <laughs> service, all because he missed and he overslept his jury duty. We have to be the dumbest, dumbest, we have the dumbest, legal system in the world civic obligations here it doesn't matter still just the find best, him still now the best he legal has system a, in the world here, here's the thing well, no, no, he has well, a criminal I'll, record now no i will say for this missing jury duty uh, they did expungy. drop his criminal record they did take that off yeah, too but they yeah. still gave him three months probation it's still i gotta spend 10 days in jail because i overslept for jury duty jury duty is pretty important man to hell with jury duty do you ever see I, um, I oversleep for jury duty i don't deserve 10 days in jail you ever well, see uh, runaway, runaway jury with gene hackman 
No, no, I, I agree with that. But jury, you, jury duty is what makes part of our criminal justice system better than every other criminal justice system largely in the world, is that we have a, a system of peers evaluating the other people nah, in our community. So it it's pretty for, important. It makes it good for some people. It don't make it good well, for I, all. Well, you, you know where so. I stand on all that stuff. It's still better than what anybody else has got. I don't know about that. All right, what then, was then your go, joke, then, Nick? Then go, then go move somewhere else, <laughs> I man. I don't know about uh, that. I had a runaway yeah, jury go, joke. Go, go check out the Chinese legal, jury system. This damn or, legal uh, system. Well, he well, was fine. Well. He was actually fined $223. Okay, I can see the fine. Yes, fine on young man $200, but to put him in jail for 10 days? Are you freaking kidding me? They also made, the him, they also made him write a letter of an apology. I guess it, 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 listen, the jail's bad. Don't put nobody in jail for oversleeping. Yeah, I agree with that. My goodness gracious. But I'd still rather be in our, our judicial system, system than anywhere else. Well, some of the stuff they do, man, just don't make sense. I'm, like with, a, you. I'm with you. Just Same. give me a moment here to voir dire the witness. <laughs> <laughs> Jury selection. Do you do you believe Gambini and Rothenstein should be put away for life? You said Gallo. Oh no, I, it's Jerry Gallo. <laughs> Gallo. If these oh. boys committed this heinous act, I say you fry them. She'll do. No. <laughs> we're gonna run enough. We're gonna is run it, enough electricity to light up the, Birmingham. Uh, is it the dual suspension positive track on the 1969 Chevy? Which they didn't make that. Then? It didn't that have pause attraction. <laughs> is that what Miss Marissa Tomei taught us that year in that movie? She was so hot when she, she said that. She did <laughs> the equal slip differential. There we go. There we go. The Buick Skylark didn't come in a metallic mint green. <laughs> How do you know every line? I know. Like, I know the lines, and I can't repeat any of them. Exactly. But he nails them perfectly. All right, we're done. Coming up next, <sighs> is Taylor Lewan our Baker Mayfield? Back after this.